Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with the new set of tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or to one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the Best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Our next guest, what a, an honor and pleasure to have him on. Two-time heavyweight boxing champion. Just a legend, a living legend. We welcome in George Foreman to the Odd Couple. George, how George, are you? What's up? Life is good. I'm having a wonderful time. It is all, great all I to wanna, talk with you. Yeah, all I want to say, George, is that grill. Come on, man. How'd you ever give that grill up? That was the, the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened. <laughs> Yeah, the grill was something, but, you know, you sell one, you sell two, and somebody say, I'll buy them all. What can you say? But, okay, they're for sale. <laughs> I hear you on that. I had two of them. I had two. George, we all, uh, Rob and I were at the, the big fight on Saturday night, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. And one of the fun things, to be honest, uh, during the fight was seeing your you tweet and stuff. And one of the things you tweeted was, that Spence was learning never to box a boxer. You got to fight them. Don't wait for an opening. Just throw the punches. Did you feel like, what did you feel Spence did wrong? Kind of elaborate on what you mean. Because it looked like he was just getting beaten in every which way. But tell us what you meant that he should have been doing. Well, he's, he's a fine boxer himself, but his, his main strength is his punching power. And the uh, the other guy has been—he's like a grown man. He's been practicing that boxing and counterpuncher punching for so long. You can't box those kind of guys. You got to go out there and do a crude style of fighting. 
never landing hard shots. You're not going to get them with a good shot. They get out of the way and just win every round by points. Spence could have done that, but his corner was not aware of that. They just sent him out trying to do what he was already doing wrong. And uh, he just got caught up. A nice young fighter. And I think he still has a good future. He just got beat at something that he doesn't do, doesn't do well. George, yeah, George, George quickly, did, Rob, if you don't mind me following up. I saw you also, you did say to that point that you think he could come back and get uh, Crawford in the rematch. To me, it, I, I mean, I thought it was such a demolition by Crawford that the second fight might even be worse, but you think he can get him in a rematch? No doubt about it. And that was that was a counterpuncher that got the greatest boxer of all time. Max Mellon beat Joe Lewis up in the same fashion. I mean, mm. it was like that's the end of Joe Lewis. But you go back and go to the drawing board, teach him some of the things, pick out the rounds that he did well. When he stayed close to the guy, he did well, but when he stayed off boxing, he got clocked. He could be a better one, as, and same with Joe Lewis. He can become better, really. Mm. Let me, let mm. George, uh, the, the blood, when you're out there and you get cut and blood is everywhere on your face, how hard is that? Because as I'm watching, I'm just thinking, is blood getting in your eye? How, how tough is that to fight through that? I mean, those are the times when you say, you just wish you weren't big boss so you could cry for your mother to come up and stop <laughs> well, I, 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 I was like, wow. I just – so, so uh, how, how, how tough is it to see through that? People don't know that we all are humans just like anyone else. Your eye gets swollen. You see blood coming down your face. You're thinking, why won't someone stop this? <laughs> and But the corner, the corner wipes you off and sends you back out there. But that's the way everybody feels, the same as you would feel. But that Spence is a, a great fighter. I mean, a good fighter. He got a good jab. Uh, he just couldn't get his combination going on a counterpuncher. Those counterpunchers, when they get that age, especially, they will ruin your fighters. You got to keep them away. But it was for a big evidently they made a lot of money. So what can you say? One thing I'm wondering, George, is you know Spence, as you said, he's been a great champion. He was dominant and and knocking guys out. And when you go that long without losing. Um, and then you lose. I even think the first time he was knocked down in round two, that's the first time in his career, probably shocked him, and he obviously never was the same the rest of the night. How tough is it mentally? You obviously went through it when you lost to Ali. How tough is it mentally when you have that first defeat after you've been so dominant? It's one thing to learn lose earlier in your career, but when you've been the king and you've been bullying everybody, and then you finally lose, how tough is that to bounce back mentally from? That's one of the most hard things a boxer can go through, especially an undefeated fighter. You can't get over it. I mean, you wake up in the night fighting it in a dream. You think, I got this thing won, and you keep losing, you keep losing. You go home, you face your friends. Uh, boy, you face your family. You just don't feel like you the man anymore. It can really wipe a guy out. He's got to have the right people counseling him in the, in, through that period. It hurts. Mm. It hurts. Really, it hurts. George, we got to see. Now, I, I covered your fight against Michael Moore. I was sitting there. I watched that. 
the big uh, knockout of Michael Moore. But I wanted to ask you about your movie, Big George Foreman, uh, which came out this year. And just how, how happy were you with the portrayal of yourself? You know, sometimes people watch a movie and it's like, that's not me. Or, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it feels better than it really was. How was, that, how was your portrayal in this? Yeah, it was a good Hollywood movie. You know, they took parts of my life. I, I There were certain parts I actually stopped and cried, especially <laughs> mm. my early childhood when, man, I didn't know hope, potential, and success. Those didn't even, those names or words didn't even exist. And there I was uh, seeing how, where I'd come from. Uh, it touched me. The movie was touching. It really did touch me. Yeah, we we was good. We, uh, I watched it. We thought it was great. We had the director on on the show to talk about it, uh, but it, it was a fantastic movie. What what do you want? What was your hope that people get from that? Like, obviously, it was a very you know great story. But what's your hope that people draw from your movie or your life? Yeah, it's a story about you can always get up and try it again. That's what I told you about uh, Spence. Anybody, it doesn't matter how hard you get knocked down or how flat you get knocked down to the floor. If you're willing, you can do it all again. Just don't give up in life. You can change. You don't have to be the same person everybody knows you as. You can always change. And that movie tells that story. George, yeah. what you know, what I brought up to start, the, the George Foreman grill. And, and when you think about, like, you made more money from the grill than boxing, right? Am I wrong on that? No doubt about it. I made a lot of money with that grill. But let me tell you, I found out I had a lot more cousins than I thought I did. Uh, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you did. That, that, money, that money didn't last once cousin so-and-so heard about it. Whoa, boy. But I, 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 went in, I went into the savings and loans business. Uh, uh, I, did more lo- I did more loaning than saving. I bet you oh, did. Man. George, but let me ask you, when, when they came to you with that, because if I read the story correctly, like Hulk Hogan turned it down, maybe there was another person before you. When you really signed that deal, and I don't know what the, the, the paperwork was or how much you made per grill or whatever what did you think did you just say well i'll put my name on it i don't know you didn't know they were going to sell 30 million grills or whatever it was what did you think of it when you signed that deal because i think it's a fascinating deal well i was always the i had become the darling of um, uh, madison avenue i was right. doing all kind of commercials making money everywhere so the grill i did it my wife used it and she said i don't know and she kept trying it I didn't care about it, but she convinced me it was good. And I did the deal so that I could get at least 16 of them to give to my aunt, my (laughs) friend, and my training camp because it actually worked. I had no idea. I got a check back for it. I said, this is impossible. That thing sold over 100 and, uh, uh, I don't know, 120 million of those things. That's crazy. I I, I couldn't believe that, you know, only because it worked. It, it now, was great to make a steak. I'm telling. When I was in college, I, I I used it all the time. It really did work. It, Chris, you had one, right? Oh, Everybody yeah, had we, one. We, yeah, we definitely had one. Yeah, I, I had no idea that that kind of success was going to follow that grill. No way. I just wanted it because I needed some way to get my proteins and ease the grease away from it. That's why I did it. <laughs> and uh, 
uh, that thing, it just changed everything. And I, it was a joint venture, so it was actually my grill. Uh, and so I worked and promoted it and did TV shows and pushed it. I did more publicity for that grill than I did for boxing. George, um, everybody, you know, remembers, of course, your fight with Muhammad Ali, the, the uh, uh, rumble in the jungle. Uh, and it, in the movie, you know, it, it shows how you went to meet him and, and you apologized to him because you said you had hated him and you were so angry with him at his house. Um, first of all, tell us what that was like. And did you and Ali, you know, as you guys were older and done fighting everything, did you have much of a relationship at all? You know, the most embarrassing thing in the world is when you, as far as I was concerned, is to hate someone and not trying to beat them as I, everybody, I was trying to kill that guy. <laughs> and, after, and after I found religion and found my peace, he was one of the guys I really wanted to forgive me. And he became, because he was always a lovely guy. Uh, he, you know, he talked crazy and everything, but he was really a friendly guy. And we made peace. And the best friendship I had of anyone and anything was Muhammad Ali. I mean, we called, talk on the phone, visit. His children and I became even great friends. And I miss that guy to this day because he was a joker to the end. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah. Like, no doubt about that. And that, that's awesome. Great friendship. Yeah, yep. that's great awesome. that you guys were able to reconcile like that. So, George, thank you for your time. No Fantastic doubt. stories and, and commentary. Even and George. This weekend. George, that punch on Michael Moore, that was lucky, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I've always been lucky like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When I wrote my column, I said it was one lucky punch. I still remember that column. I mean, you would get beat in that fight, and then you just floored Michael Moore, and that was it. Wow. Yeah, I must have had about 75 lucky shots like that. Uh. <laughs> All right, George, All right, thank George, you. Thank we appreciate you. your time. All righty, thank you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or your office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Speaking of the NFL, Rob, let's stay there. Uh, Because in Indianapolis, there are all types of problems and things going on and drama. And uh, over the weekend, Jonathan Taylor, their star running back, met with – he's – Entering his fourth year, just for the context. We know what that means for running backs or can mean for running backs. And uh, so he met with the owner, Jim Ursay, in Ursay's bus, I guess you want to call it, portable bus or whatever. It's a luxury bus that he drives around in. And um, during that meeting, Taylor wanted a contract extension. Ursay has let it be known that he's not getting one. And... Jonathan Taylor then asked for a trade. Now, reportedly, he failed his physical because of the ankle injury he suffered last year and he had surgery. And also because they, uh, they're saying there were back issues. They said he complained of back pain. And he has tweeted that he didn't complain and hasn't he ever never complained did. about never back did. pain. Right. right. But the reports, Rob, are that the Colts are considering, because he didn't get injured at the facility or working out, 
at the facility. The reports are that the Colts uh, are considering putting him on the non-football injury list, meaning they're saying he got hurt doing a non-football activity. And if they were to put him on there, and I guess if the league, you know, if it was deemed legitimate, that he could miss his miss out on his salary, Rob. And so uh, this situation is really getting ugly. And uh, Jonathan Taylor's a great guy, obviously a great running back. But this thing is ugly. And um, I personally think that the, the non-football injury talk, as far as putting him on that list, is like it's like a counter threat. No, it's a threat. Like, you know, Chris. like they're it's saying, just, no, but, but but they're saying him saying he's you know wants a trade. I think they are this. In my opinion, this is a response to that. That hey, we'll put you on the NFI list. I I, I think it's a threat, and they're 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 that that team is nothing. He's a huge part. Again, one of these guys, Chris, who matters big time with that team. And I know they were terrible yes, last year when Jeff Saturday showed up. And, and uh, <laughs> it, it just, it, was... it just got awful. Like that, like that happened. That's the guy. That's the owner who's now telling you you're not worth anything. That, that's the guy. And remember, Jeff Saturday was in the running, Chris, for that job again. Until the very end when hey, finally... looking like he might get it. Might You're get right. it. You remember it that. Uh, yeah, totally ridiculous. But my, my point is, you're not going to win any friends and, and help anything by doing that. And not only that, the other teammates see it as well. You hear that, that they're threatening. We'll, t- we'll put you on that list and you won't get a dime kind of thing. So fall in line and do what we tell you is really what they're putting out there. It's a shame. But this is where running backs are, Chris. And and uh, it's not going to change. I'm glad he asked for a trade. And what I would do, I'm just being. I'm gonna be straight up with you. Come back, let them get my physical, and then let them know I got a, a Achilles problem or my foot feels bad or I need to take some time off for um, uh, mental health. I need a mental health break or something. We see, I'm that uh, serious. Brittany Griner doing that. Did you see that? Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, off two she, games. And, and I'm gonna say this because. Well, just quickly, quick tangent on Brittany Griner, since you brought up mental health. Usually I would frown on this, but considering what she went through, you know, being imprisoned in Russia and, and all of that, I'm all right with it in her situation. I mean, and, and look, sometimes an athlete may really have serious mental health issues that they do need time off for. But this one, um, I'm not going to question because of what she's been through. Um, so that that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I, I get it, and I'm just saying uh, the way that they're handling the guy is this. This is just is blatant too. And if if he doesn't if he doesn't rate and you don't want to pay him and he does he's not really a factor. And you could put any running back in there. Why wouldn't you just trade him? Why wouldn't you just well, get rid of him? I think look. If you could put anybody in there, so there's somebody you just drafted or somebody undrafted. Chris, put the, put them in the backfield. Let the well, guy go. It, I don't want anybody who doesn't that, want to be though. there. It's not even just that. Um, well, number one, let me start here. Jim Irsay, I believe, is one of the worst owners in the league. As you mentioned it, the Jeff Saturday, and no disrespect to Jeff Saturday. You could have, I think anybody coach, in his position would have, yeah, I mean, come on. This is the NFL. It's not Pop Warner. It's not high school where just because you know football and you're a leader of men 
that you can get in there and coach, all right? There's preparation that comes with this. So that tells you a lot about Jeff Saturday. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, about Jim Ursay. Right. And obviously there, there are other stories and, and this and that, you know. But I, I think he's a bad owner as far as judgment and things like that. Um, that said, you, you hit it on the head when you said this is where running backs are. I would like nothing more than for Jonathan Taylor to get a contract extension. He was two years ago. He was absolutely tremendous. Led the league with 1,800 rushing yards and a little more than that. Over 100 yards per game. All right. Was very good as a rookie and was good last year, though not quite, you know, up to snuff with what he did the year before. And then he got hurt and missed the last few games. Um, so I hope he gets paid. I would, or I, I'm going to say, I don't even think, I don't think he will. So I was going to say, I, I, I would love to see it. And I'm glad Ezekiel Elliott got his money. I'm glad that, uh, Todd Gurley got his money. But what teams are looking at, Robin, this is where we talked about the running backs position. They look at Ezekiel Elliott. And that wasn't that long ago, but for the running back, Rob, it feels like an eternity ago. When Zeke got that $90 million extension, I believe it was, four years, 90. Um, was it, Rob G? Check that. I don't know if those numbers are right, 490, but give me the numbers exactly. But he, he, you know, he, he continued to decline after that contract, and, and now he's not even on the team. Todd Gurley got the big deal after his third year. Same situation. Same t- point in his career that uh, Jonathan Taylor's in. Todd Gurley got hurt, And he hurt, declined. Though. You know, well, did, did, Jonathan Taylor's coming off injury. No, but I'm saying, but Todd Gurley Now, it's not a hurt. knee like Gurley, but yeah, Gur- but Gurley came back. He's never was the same, and he's now he's out of the league. And I'm just saying, if I was an owner, and I was looking at, like, last year, Taylor, I know the team wasn't very good, but he didn't produce as well. And, um... I don't think that I, I wouldn't be giving them an extension right now either. And I think this is the plight of the running back right now. And I mean, it's not going to be, they're not going to be at the collective bargain for a long time, but the trade market too, I, I think you could probably trade him, but if he is insistent on getting a contract extension, kind of along with that trade, then that's going to be tough because teams are going to look at, He's coming off an ankle injury, whatever, whatever's going on with the back, if anything. And then I, I got to give him a, a lucrative, you know, by running back standards, contract extension. I, I don't see teams looking to do that. I, I don't understand how people only uh, – there are players on every position everywhere got big deals who weren't good and didn't perform or went the other way or – uh, uh, Carson Wentz got a big deal, and uh, maybe a DB who they signed, thinking they was going to be the guy. Got got. Be- I, I just don't have a name in front of me, but I'm just saying. No, right. But they course. just hold it against the running backs, and I think that's the part that I have an issue with is that there are a lot of guys who have gotten paid and and haven't performed up to those contracts, and yet 
you know, it's not going to hold it against everybody. Well, let's not pay Joe Burrow because Carson Wentz got a big deal and it didn't work out. But, Rob, like, that's not the only story. No, but no, but my point is— Quarterbacks don't decline at, as quickly as running backs. No, but my point Most, is— uh, Almost no positions do. But you, and but I'm you, not blaming it. It's just the nature of the position. Yeah, but, 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 you, but you need it. You need running well, backs Well, you need every win. position. No, but you, you need, need guards backs. and kickers. I, when I guards get that. weren't getting paid, nobody was crying. Yeah, but you but, need them too. They no, but they, they, but they, they, people who produce should get paid. You can't be the I best agree. running back in the league and you don't have a contract. So that that's not right. Okay, it's one thing if you're a, a good running paid back according to their position. That's no, the they're question. not. No, he doesn't have a contract, Josh Jacobs. I'm talking about he led the league. Oh well, he we're, we're, okay. Now we. I, I thought we. I'm still just saying. About no, I'm just talking about in general. He was franchised, but that's the rules they agreed to. Yeah, we. That's what you and I have been talking about for years. It's ridiculous. It's the most and ridiculous thing. They. It, I'm Jonathan Taylor. I don't want to play for for Jim Irsay. But I, who I you going to play for? Dalvin Cook I, can't get a a deal to his liking. I'm just saying I wouldn't play. He's for not Jim getting Murphy. offers. You saw, you said it. Josh Jacobs is on the franchise tag. Tony Pollard, uh, Saquon Barkley, all was on the franchise tag. He just settled for a one-year deal. Like ridiculous. It's just they're not. They believe. Look, Kareem Hunt was a, one of the top running backs in the league a few years ago. Look at his situation. Dalvin. I mentioned Dalvin Cook. Like it is. They just feel like, look, we'll we'll find somebody. He might not be quite as good, but he's making two million, and you were making you want twelve million, and he's close. I mean, it's just the nature of the position right now. We'll see if it turns around, but um, that's the thing, right? We talked about the franchise tag and the way the CBA is orchestrated right now. It's just the running back position is the one that it is toughest on. Because they have the shortest lifespan, and um, it's just it's tough for them. But if you're running the team and you don't have to pay them, then you're gonna you're not gonna pay them. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or your office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. But first, Rob, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you and I and Rob G, we all went to Vegas this past weekend. We did our show from there on Friday. And then you and I went to the fight, Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. Had a great time. Uh, Great seats on the floor. And, Rob, uh, we said it like, I mean, you know, we talked to dozens of people before the fight, uh, at the fight, uh, in the casinos, just, you know, random people coming up to us. Some Even when we did our show, we talked to Sean Porter. We talked to uh, uh, Keith Thurman. We talked to uh, Teddy Atlas, Al Bernstein. It was good and to see no Al in one, person. It was. It was. Um, no one. First of all, just about everybody, Rob, thought it was a 50-50 fight. Too close and to whether call. They were they were like, Crawford, yeah. yeah, or Spence, it was like, but you can't feel confident about either pick. Remember, we bumped into Brandon Marshall. He uh, picked Spence, but bet on a draw. Because obviously said. that would have been a big, you know, big payday. I remember when I told some people I thought Crawford would win in a unanimous decision or a late TKO, late stoppage. Uh, some people thought I was crazy. Oh, he going to stop uh, Spence? Like, come on. And, of course, it was a rout. Rob, um, I don't think anyone – I don't know anyone that could have expected that other than possibly – Crawford himself, right, in his mind or or his team. You know, maybe they saw the film and they knew that there were things they could exploit in Errol Spence. But outside of that, Rob, I, I don't think anyone could have predicted what we saw. And, you know, we both and everybody around us, when Crawford dropped Spence in the second round, and you can lose, you can get dropped and come back and win. Uh, it was just the second round, but something about it, it just looked like uh, Spence was really hurt. 
And we both thought he may have been saved by the bell. He had about 10 seconds left in the round. He, he was twice during the fight. There was another the seventh situation. The right. second sick knockdown, yeah. He was yeah, he got knocked out right, like literally at the bell with right. a second or two to go. Um, you know, I mean, uh, obviously the, the fight, people have talked about it and, and gone back and forth, Chris, about, you know, what took place on Saturday night and been dissected. The real thing is, though, I think going forward, is about a rematch and whether or not it's worthy. Right away, I know we talked, and you right away thought, nope, he got beat up so bad, I don't even think it's worth a rematch. You still I mean, feel they, that way? I, I, well, I, I, I felt like they That was your gut reaction. That was yeah, your, I, I yeah. don't think it's necessary. Right. I mean, Crawford, I think Crawford will beat him worse next time. But um, then you had George Foreman, who's been in, yeah. you know, seen other guys say – you know, Joe Lewis was the great. He gave a great example. Max Melling, uh, the right, beat him first, Chris, and yeah. he came back and he learned from that fight, and then he beat him. That was Joe Lewis, an Amer- though. Oh, Joe Lewis. I'm sorry. What I say? <laughs> no, I mean, no. You said Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling, but I'm saying right. no, it no, was no. Joe Lewis that came back, right, and won, and it can happen. I'm I mean, just, I'm Ali just saying, right, Frazier, right. But right. here's the thing, I. I mean, and I didn't see – I saw the movie. Remember there was a movie years, decades ago when we were kids, Rob, where Bernie Casey – remember the actor Bernie Casey? I think he played Joe Lewis. So I saw the movie about the whole Max Schmeling thing, but I didn't see, you know, any, I've never seen the footage or the actual fight or anything like that. So I don't know how bad the first beating was. Um, but it was. it seemed pretty bad, at least from what I remember from the movie. But my point is – you know, rarely has a guy been beaten like that soundly and come back and won the rematch. Um, it can happen. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, we so you I don't I don't think you went with us when we Rob G and I went to the first fight between uh uh Tyson Fury yeah. and uh Deontay Wilder, which was a draw. And the second fight, obviously, you know, Fury just destroyed him. It was that reminded me or of what we saw on Saturday, where Fury was just outclassed. It seemed like he was on skates most of the fight, the second half of the fight. And that's what it looked like with Spence. Like he just couldn't get his balance. He was wobbly, you know, jabs were backing him up. I mean, it was bad. And uh we saw the third fight, Wilder like Spent, showed a lot of heart, and actually knocked down Fury, you know, a, a couple times, or I don't know if it was a couple times, but knocked him down in that third fight, but obviously got knocked down more himself and lost that fight. Um, I just don't, I, I, I don't see uh, Spence, even if they fight at 154, where he thinks he'll be more comfortable, I don't see what he is going to be able to do. I think Crawford obviously is faster but surprisingly, he was stronger. He handled Spence's power. Spence couldn't handle his power. He counterpunched him to death. Spence was, you know, throwing and, and Bud was just countering everything that he had. And Spence is a guy that just moves forward and wears you down with his strength. Hits you on in the body, beats your body up and wears you down. He couldn't do that with Crawford. And I think, Rob, 
we know, I believe both fighters were very confident going in to Saturday night. Crawford's going to be even more confident, but without taking Spence lightly. And Spence, Rob, Kenny, if he doesn't have a, pre, a fight in between, which I doubt he will because it has to happen before the end of the year, how's he going to be more confident? How's he going to be as confident? But it's it's I, I get that, but you don't lose everything, Chris. Where you think you can't win again? I mean, I, I understand. Right, it's fresh. You saw the beat down. That doesn't mean. I, I mean, I was joking with George Foreman earlier about getting that lucky punch on Michael Moore. You know, like if you're a fighter, you don't believe like you can't win. I mean, you would have to. But, but you, we've seen Roy Jones was never the same after he I, got. And, beat but that doesn't mean that Spence is going. I, I no, get it that. doesn't. I don't. I'm not in his head. But I'm telling you, George Foreman was never the same in his first after Ali beat him until he had his religious conversion and took off 10 years and came back as a completely new man. You know, like he he wasn't he lost to Jimmy Young. Uh, He had his he he won some fights like Ron Lyle, but they were wars. It wasn't he wasn't damaging people. And bullying people the way he had well, I, before I get Ali. That. I get so that. I it, just, it, I'm not ready to write Spence off. Or think, I'm ready and, to write and, him off against Crawford. I'm not and, ready and to write other, him off against others. And the other thing, too, I think you're not like – what you're saying is all logical, but there's money to be made, and if they can somehow – Oh, they're going to w- do it. Work people up to, to be interested in seeing and like, hey, uh, you know, Spence had a bad day at the office and, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, Chris – and he's ready for his revenge, and, and he's ready. Like, like they, they can sell that fight. I mean, there are oh, people no, who are, I, Look, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying... You're not... Would you... You're saying you're not interested. Different. No, I would oh, watch you, it. Would you? Okay. I would, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a boxing fan, so I'm going to watch it. But I fully expect Crawford to do either the same thing or actually beat him sounder. In, in more sound fashion. Even more sound. Yeah, right. like, he probably, I think he'll knock him out earlier. I just don't think, like, Rob, it didn't, and Spence was a great champion and may, you know, eventually be a champion again in some other weight that Crawford's not at. <laughs> but it looked like he didn't deserve to be in the same ring with Crawford. It yeah, was that he- bad. No, I get it. It was a it was a beatdown. It was bloody. It was a bloodbath. Right, I mean, his face was I, I mean, jacked up. It, it was really bad. There's no doubt about it. But my God, his resume and what he was able to accomplish until that point just makes me feel like it, it can't be. You know, can you have a bad night? Can you can you get rocked and never recover? Those things do happen. But I'm not ready to say that he couldn't compete. Uh, again, going into that fight, we did think it was close. Most people thought it was close, even too close to call or could go either way. And it was so lopsided that uh, people now think, well, he didn't even belong in the ring with him. I I, I don't well, think yeah, that's the case. I'm not saying Spence isn't a great fighter. I'm just saying that Crawford is better, much better. And remember we talked, who was it we were talking with? Bernstein, I think, or no, Teddy Atlas. And it's a cliche everyone's heard. Styles make fights. I think beyond Crawford being great, his style is tough for Spence. But let me ask you this. He's not stationary. He's not standing in front of you. He is stronger. He's faster and stronger. 
But who did we talk to? Al Bernstein? Was it Al who talked about Chris? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, who brought it up about the car accident and how well, we, we don't. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that. And Spence that we denied did, it. But yeah, that may have. No, I mean, know. and good, good for Spence not to use that, Chris. You got in the ring, you fought. Well, but that's good since the car accident. No, I, but I'm just saying, like, fights, you, yeah. people were saying how much was taken from him. From right, him. right. There were I think people that's that fair. brought that up. Yeah, it might. I mean, we don't know. Uh, you, you and I saw some people in boxing after the fight that said, you know, it took a lot more than people know. Then, out right, of, right. That, that remember, he yeah. was, yeah, he was damaged more. I, look, like I said, I think he's a great fighter. Ideally, it won't happen because of the contract. Ideally, Rob, though, I'd like to see him fight a Keith Thurman. Uh, Thurman is is a guy that can move like, you know, Crawford. I mean, he's not as good as Crawford, I don't believe, but he can move like Crawford. Um, he's not stationary. And that would be a good tune-up fight, a good fight for Spence to get the confidence back. But, you know, it looks like they're probably going to run it back right away, and I just don't see it being different. I'll tell you this, Rob. I do think Crawford is an all-time great. <clears throat> I think he is you know, worthy of being mentioned alongside <clears throat> the Sugar Ray Leonard's and Thomas Hearns and Roberto Duran's and Manny Pacquiao's and Floyd Mayweather's, the greats of that welterweight division. Um, I mean, I'm not, it's not just one fight. He's, he's been dominant throughout his career. He's undefeated. And then he faces the other, the fourth best fighter in the world, pound for pound. The guy that, you know, everybody thought was either first or second best welterweight who was a champion. And beat him bad. And beat him up badly. Yeah, so I, I think Crawford's of that ilk, Rob. Hard to argue with what we saw and the, the way that people, you know, position the fight. It's very seldom do you get two undefeated fighters. Right. Uh, you know, to unify a, a belt. Uh, it just it, it had all the makings of uh, boxing greatness. And so the person who comes out, especially uh, it won some nip and tuck decision, Chris, where it could have gone either way. And you, you wind up talking about how bad the judges are. One guy beat the heck out of the other guy. So right. it's hard not to want to crown him after such a performance. Well, he was already, I believe, pound for pound champ. Correct, Rob G. But he's still number one pound for pound. Ring Magazine, Rob, their ratings just came out. And Spence is still number six pound for pound. So people still believe in him to some degree. Um, and we'll see if he can bounce back. Some people would love we, – we talked about it on First Things First, Rob. And Nick Wright was like he hopes Spence can win the second fight. And then that would set up a tremendous trilogy, right? But I – I don't see that happening, but hey, you know, Spence showed heart. He definitely showed heart. He Chris, didn't even were a want, couple to, want times, him to stop it when they did. There was did. a couple times he could have just been like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm good. He like, didn't want him to stop it. I mean, it was a great stop. No, I saw the look, but the look he, on his he face. To, yeah, and he yeah. was saying to the ref, what? What? But no was, Moss. No right, Moss. He, <laughs> Roberto Duran. He may have gotten stopped, you know, shortly anyway in a, in a, in a matter of seconds. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, 
It's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 